Welcome to the Parkway Life Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Something just this wild phenomenon happened last year. We're in our fourth week of our current series, and but just a, a unique thing happened last year that that I had never heard of. And, and, and again, you've probably heard of this somewhere. So I, I just I've been here 17 years in Southeast Texas, this part of Southeast Texas, and I've never never heard of, heard of such. And it was kind of mind blowing to me. And that is, my car was completely dusted over. I mean, just I mean, I'm used to pollen. But it, it, it was covered with dust. And literally at nighttime, you could look out, and it just looked like it was fog. There was so much dust in the air. And all of that was created from a current. But what's phenomenal about it is the current, the dust that was in Lumberton, Texas, the Golden Triangle, was from the Sahara Desert in Africa. Now, I thought Texas weather couldn't get any crazier. And then they tell me this is dust from the Sahara Desert in Africa. Is that not crazy? The power of current. The power of current. It is, it, there is something so so mighty and mighty strong. My, I'm going to preach to you today for a few minutes, and we're just going to call it stay in, stay in the flow. Acts chapter 2, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty, sounds like a current to me. And that current came from heaven. It says, and it, there's a sound that came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting, and there appeared in them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. You think it was wild and crazy a few months ago when this took place in the Golden Triangle in southeast Texas, this blowing wind from the Sahara Desert. That's that's amazing, but that is nothing like the phenomenon that happened in Acts chapter 2 when like a wind flowed from heaven into the earth and it so affected everybody on the what they call the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 that every room, every room that was available in that room, every spot that was available, every heart that was open was filled with the Spirit of the Lord. Amen? How many of you today, how many of you today want the flow of the Lord in your life? Come on, just, just get your hands up. I want the flow of the Lord in my life. I want to be available for the Lord. Can I preach to you today? And, and I'm not going to preach a long time, so I need, you to, I need you to hang in with me, and then we want to see the Lord do something rich in our life. If you're going to have a flow, you need to have a source. Just like it came from the Sahara Desert, if you're going to have a flow in your life, if there's going to be a current in your life, if the water of the Spirit's going to flow in your life, it has to come from a source, and the source is the Spirit of the Lord. 
It's flowing from the throne of the Lord. It's flowing from who he is. The book of Acts, the book of Acts is a progressive book. When we read from the book of Acts, Acts means action. So when you're reading along through there, there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Those are the gospels. That's the life and times of Christ. If you want to read about the miracles of Jesus, all this stuff when he's walking and talking in sandals, you need, to, you need to go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. But when we get to Acts, it's the birth of the New Testament church. It's the birth of that, that church that's coming alive. And when that took place, it's a New Testament church. It's not under the Old Covenant of, of the Old Testament, but it's a New Testament church. And so something new is happening, and this new thing that's happening is flowing from heaven. The Bible talks about that I just read to you. It's flowing from heaven into this New Testament church at the birth of it, and the Spirit of the Lord just consumes everyone in the house. And I, and I just love that. But it's a progressive book. And when I say that, you may have never heard that about Acts, but uh, listen to this closely. It's a progressive book. It has a forward flow to the whole book from Acts chapter 1 through 28. It has a forward flow of movement. The Spirit was poured out in the New Testament church and the second chapter of the book of Acts in a place called Jerusalem. We call it the upper room. And it was poured out. But by the time we get to chapter 8, so from chapter 2 to chapter 8, remember it's progressive and it's moving and so by the time we get to chapter 8, it's already in Samaria. It has been moving. It's, it's been through Judea, and, and, and then now it's into Samaria. And, and we, we were told that this was going to happen because in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, if you have your notes, then you want to write that down. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, right? And ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and watch this, the uttermost parts of the earth. Do you hear the progression? It starts in Jerusalem, it comes to Judea, it comes to Samaria, and then it's to the uttermost parts of the earth. There is progression. Now, I'm going to say something. If, you, if you're a spirit-filled person and, and you've been around this a long time, this is going to jump out to you. And that is, I think it's a neat thought, and, and I'll hit it and move on, and that is this. If it's a progressive book and it's moving forward, and he said it's going to happen here, 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 and it's going to be the uttermost part, that progression, why in the world do we want to stay in Jerusalem? I, can I just say that there, there, there's, there's too many bodies of people that want to live their entire life from where they first jumped in in Jerusalem. They still want the explosion in Jerusalem. There's nothing wrong with Jerusalem. You've got to have a Jerusalem in your life. But after you had a Jerusalem, the next step for you is it needs to start progressing and moving through you that God continues to do things through you. But by the time he's through with you, you've been witnesses of what he's done in you in your Jerusalem and move into the uttermost parts of the earth. I mean, that's just good stuff right there. I don't know. And so, so listen, listen. In other words, this, and I preached this hard last week, and I'll tie this part in with that, and that is this. This thing is not all about just you. Thank God for Jerusalem, amen? Thank God for an upper room experience. Come on, somebody. Thank God for an upper room experience. But now that it's fallen on you, the disciples left from that point, 
And they didn't want to go back to Jerusalem. They moved beyond that. And they went to Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. This is what I want God to do. I don't want him just to feel everybody in this room, but I want him to continue to pour it out through the entire southeast Texas. I want God to do his work. If you can't get behind that, i got to tell you that you need a more of a flow at Jerusalem. But he wants to do something big in us. Amen? It's all right to say amen. Praise the Lord. It makes me preach better. It's all right. Practice it with me. Say amen. amen. Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on. Even the football players like you to go, woo! But you don't have to do it for me. When you're doing woo for them, you're doing it for them. When you're doing woo for me, you're giving affirmation to the word of God. Is that cool? Thank you. How about anybody excited about what God did for you at Jerusalem? Now, how many of you are going to go be witnesses to the uttermost part? He, he died for more than just your Jerusalem. He died for Samaria. He died for Judea. And I'm typing this if you understand that. And he died for the uttermost parts. And me and you are part of the uttermost. Man, we're about to have some church up in here. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You don't want to stay in Jerusalem. You want to keep progressing. During the 2,000 years of church history, the Spirit of God has been progressing all the time. It's been moving. Even Acts chapter 28, the Spirit of God is after Acts chapter 28, it's still going forward. In other words, when, when the book of Acts closes, it's still going forward. It's a progressive move of God. Acts has no ending. In fact, People say, well, what kind of church are you? This, 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 this is a great one. Here you go. We are really an Acts chapter 29 church. We're the unwritten chapter. In other words, you, write, you let miracles and signs and wonders and the great move of God flow through you and you become Acts chapter 29. Amen. Hit your neighbor and say, you need to get some 29 in you. We, we, we are without wisdom if we, if we think that the Holy Spirit has left the church. In other words, somewhere in church history you say, well, it must have dried up. Actually, in every age, God has always raised up some people to carry the Spirit. In every age, the church has been progressing from generation to generation. It is ever moving onward and ever progressing forward, even up to the present day. People say, well, I want to go back you know, 50 years ago because the church was more powerful. That's absolutely nonsense. Maybe you quit growing, but everybody else is still moving. Because let me tell you something, the church, if, you, if I read my Bible, the church is going to get stronger as the day approaches of the coming of God, that the gates of hell... The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. Can't prevail against it. Amen. So let the waters flow. Let the waters flow. Let me read you a text, man. This is this is a good one. And this is this is Je Jesus crying out, all right? This is Jesus. This is this is the head, the head man there, okay? Jesus. Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. 
He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, from his, here it comes, that flow, from his innermost being will flow. Everybody say flow. Flow rivers of living water. Look at this next part. But this spoke he of the Spirit. He was talking about the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. This is Jesus talking about what's coming. It's coming down the pipe. It's, it's flowing down the rapids. You better get in the middle of the stream. Here it comes. But this spoke he of the Spirit from those whom those who believed in him were to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given. Why is that? Why was it not yet given? Because Jesus was not yet glorified. The Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So when you are filled with the Spirit, you have the Spirit of Christ in you. It becomes a comforter to you. And boy, when you start talking about spirits, some people from certain backgrounds in your life go, Amen. Woo! Woo! Give me my hand clap. Let me give him the offering. But spirit, mm, that's stuff out of control. I don't, I, I've seen some crazies with the spirit. Yes, we all have. We all have. But the thing I'm talking about, the outpouring of the spirit of God is not crazy. The, out, the, the feeling that I'm talking about, the flow of what I'm talking about is from God Almighty. And when he started a new church in the New Testament, he said, I'm going to fill them with my spirit. He said, dry your eyes up in the New Testament. I'm leaving and I'm going back and I'm going to ascend back in the heavens. He did this at the ascension. But he said, hold on. Don't be crying. Dry your eyes up. Everything's going to be okay. I'm going to send the comforter. I'm going to send the promise of the Father. And that was his spirit. Oh, man, man. If you're not filled with the spirit today, may the Lord overwhelm you, touch you, flow through you, minister to you. May he do it through you. Open up to that. Become a vessel of opening up. Become that vessel that they just sang about, that we're talking. Don't let it just be a song. Don't let it be just a cool theory, but open up your vessel. Make me a vessel, they sang. Make me a vessel and do whatever you want to do in my life and fill me with your spirit. Stay. I want to stay in the flow. We know God wants Christians to go, grow. Spiritual growth takes place deep down inside us. It comes from the well of the spirit. Yeah. How, however, I got to tell you, most most in Christian, most Christians kind of want a want a, a Home Depot type deal. They want a home improvement mentality. In other words, I want to depend on myself to produce the desired development in my life. Does that make sense? I am going to depend on myself for the desired development. But if we could do it ourselves, we wouldn't need the Spirit. I need the Spirit. I'm just telling you, I, I don't want to do life without the Spirit. I don't want to have church without the Spirit. I don't want to try to raise up a church called Parkway Life Church that has lost its candlestick. I don't want to lose the fire. Amen? I want the Spirit of the Lord to radiate in every person's 
life that becomes but listen if you've tried to do this Christian walk for yourself by yourself a long time and you try to do man you've become the, the Home Depot guy and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna earn this and I'm gonna build up and I'm gonna make inside my life and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the hammer and the nail and I'm gonna do all this stuff the spirit's saying calm down dude back up back up I want, I want you to listen to this statement, and I wish I would have put this on the screen for you, but my bad. The hunger for the filling of the Holy Spirit is based on the fact that we can't do it ourselves. I'm going to say that one more time. The hunger for the filling of the Holy Spirit, the hunger for the filling of the Holy Spirit is based on the fact that we can't do it ourselves. So as long as you stay hungry for the Spirit, you're saying, I know I can't do this by myself. I need the help of the Lord. Now, I'm going to tell you what. Every one of us, including the one standing before you, has temptations on a weekly basis. I need the strength of the Spirit to continue to mold and make me in my life. Just as air enables a horn to make a sound. You put that horn out there by itself, it does not, it's not going to make a sound. It needs air flowing through it. It needs a flow. It needs a current passing through it. It needs something to just just as a, a sailboat. You put it out in the water and if there's if there is no if there is no wind that passes over that sailboat is not isn't going to move just so we need the moving and the flow and the wind of the Holy Spirit it enables our spiritual life to begin to work. It begins to flow. We've been in 21 days of, of prayer and fasting and seeking the face of God. And we've done all different types of things. Some of you have fasted media. It's probably been the most spiritual moment of your life. Some of you have done social media. Some of you have done uh, different, different forms of this. Some of you have fasted food. If you're like me, I kind of went all over the place and did a little bit of every one of them at different times. And, and, and in the process of all that, we kind of turned off some noise. We turned off noise. What, what, what did we do? We started making room, available room for the spirit to come in. And Because as long as we're full up of the world, we don't think we need the spirit to take us to the next level. But fasting is that moment where I'm emptying myself out and I'm creating space for the spirit to step in and do its job. Do what it's called to do, the job description of the Spirit, stepping in and doing a great work in your life. And many Christians never realize what they have within them. And so if today, if you're full of the Spirit of the Lord, come on, man, you need to just stop, read the Word of God again, and realize what the Spirit is for. It's not for just a Jerusalem moment, but it's also for you to take a next step and go to the uttermost parts. It's for the Spirit to flow in all of your life. If the natural wind has the ability to bring dust from the Sahara, surely the power of the wind of the Spirit has the ability to push out junk out of your world, to do all kind of healing and restoration in your life. Amen? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Can you imagine, can you imagine being on a bus and, um, and, and the bus stopping and Clark Kent was on your bus? And, and you, you, you stood up and you said, hey, hey, y'all don't worry about this. I'm going to go out and push the bus. You're trying to push the bus, the bus and Superman's inside. Yeah. Uh -oh. And that's exactly what's going on 
if, if you're allowing the spirit to stay dormant in your life, you're having breakdowns, you're having stops in your life, and you're saying, hey, hey oh, oh, I, I fix this. And I jump out and I start pushing the bus. And, and, and super spirit is in there saying, I'm ready to bust out. I got a big old S on my show, on my, on my, on my, I'm ready to come out of here. You got to be careful what you say there. I got a big old S on me, I, on my shirt. I'm ready to bust out of this thing. I'm ready to come, I'm ready to do something that you, that's, that's unheard of in your life. I'm ready to take you to a new level. Quit trying so hard in yourself to earn, to push, step out, let the spirit do its work and let it get you in the flow of doing things in God you've never done before. Some of you have ministries inside of you that you've yet experienced because you're trying to push and let, instead of letting God push and I'm telling you, God wants to pull you in the flow. You've not maximized all all that God has for you, but you have to let the Spirit get behind you and lead you into a new place in God. Man, I think we had um, like 16 first-time guests here today, and right now their hair's going back, and they're going, oh, dude, this guy's excited. Let me tell you why I'm so excited. First of all, I'm excited because you're here. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy you're here. And I know, I know right now, if you're a first-time guest, you think, you're thinking, everybody's looking at me. Let me just tell you this. We have so many new people, they don't know who the new ones are either. <laughs> we have people who have been here a month, two months, and, and, and they're looking at you thinking you're a long-time member. <laughs> so you're all in today. So if you want to slip your hands up and feel the Spirit move on you, you're just an old-timer around here, all right? Just look over and say, glad to have you at my church. <laughs> Amen? I think that's the way it was on the day of Pentecost. 3,000 people were filled with the Spirit like that. There was no newbies and oldies and all this kind of stuff. There was everybody walking in hungry, available, empty vessels saying, fill us up, Jesus. I want the flow of the Lord to happen. There's no big eyes, little use here. There's no super developed and undeveloped. Jesus is in the middle of everybody doing a work in your life, and he's wanting to push you into the next level of your life. I want Parkway Kids to go to the next level. I want Echo Student Ministry to go to the next level. Amen? I want Sunday services to go to the next level. Make me a vessel. Cleanse me. Pour that new wine into my life. Relax and let God provide the power, what a thrill it is to flow in the spirit. You feel that, you feel that what you're doing is, is worthwhile, has purpose. You feel authentic, authenticated. You feel loved. You know you're a part of something very important. You're part of that kingdom of God. What does it mean? What does it mean when I say flow in the spirit or stay in the flow? It is, it is keeping in step with where God is moving us. And missing nothing God may want to do through us. That's what it means to stay in that flow. Stay in the movement of his spirit. A progressive move. I'm going to call out to everyone here today. This week. If you've been, if you had a Jerusalem experience 20, 30, 40 years ago, please, thank, first of all, thank God for that experience. But oh, Get back in the flow. 
Get back in the progression of what God wants to do in your family. How many want revivals in your family? I want, I want a revival in my family. I want my children, my, my one-day grandchildren. Hear that, Macy Page, Alec? One-day grandchildren. I want, them, I want my grandkids to, I don't know what kind of world we're going to bring them up in, but I do know this, the Spirit of God can carry them and lead them. For every grandparent out here today, be full of the Spirit. Your family needs you. For every mom and dad today, they don't need you. God bless all of you if you get super crazy wealthy and you, all of that. But all of that's going to wash out. It'll burn up in a moment. But, but I'm going to tell you what they really need for you to pass down is that you're an on-fire man of God. You're an on-fire woman of God. That when you call on the power of God, that His Spirit shows. They need to know what it feels like to have the Spirit of the Lord in that house. Hallelujah. Come on, let's kick out the drama and kick in Superman. Let's let Jesus do his work in our life. Let's let Jesus do, do his work in our life. The joy of flowing in the spirit is unsurpassed and will add a spice to living for God. I want to tell you a story, and I want to kind of start wrapping this message up, moving towards the end. That doesn't mean I'm through. It just means... I'm starting to move towards the end. But y'all look, it's only 5 after 11. But I'm not finished. <laughs> Let me tell you this. I heard a story. I, I met this woman in person. Her name was Nona Freeman. Years ago, I had the honor of sitting down and eating with her and spending some time with her. And uh, maybe you've read the book Nona and Me or, or something, and Bug, Bug and Me, Bug and Me, that's what it was. And she called her husband Bug, but anyways. But they were missionaries to Africa. And if, for those of you that don't know Nona or ever heard of her, she kind of to me is like a spirit-filled Mother Teresa-type woman. And just godly, sweet, kind, passionate about loving people, Oh, what, what an amazing missionary family to Africa. And Nona, for those of us ministry in ministry, we all, when Nona spoke, we kind of went, we, we put our ear, you know, because Nona was in tune. I mean, she, 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 was, she was hooked up. And, um, and so I want to tell you a story about Nona Freeman and it was a vision that God gave her while the Freedmans were serving in Africa. And the Freedmans had been on an extended fast and, and were seeking God for revival in Africa. And one morning, during this season of prayer and fasting, Nona was awakened. And, and if this is too far out for you, just hear me and, and just feel what I'm talking about today. Nona was awakened by a presence in her room, and she knew this was a God moment, and she's awakened by it from her sleep. And as she recovered from the, <clears throat> the initial shock <coughs> of this experience of feeling like there's a being in this room, she said she observed a, a being clothed with a long flowing robe and from which emanated streams of light shooting out. <coughs> Excuse me. And this presence approached her and says, don't be afraid. Have peace. I have come to you to give you the secret for revival. 
And, um, and then this angelic visitor then unrolled a scroll in this vision. This is a vision. Unrolled a scroll containing the words of John chapter 7, verse 38. Because most of the time when God speaks to you, he speaks through the word of God. And enrolls a scroll with the words of John 7, 38. And it's what I read to you a few minutes ago. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And in her vision, the word flow <coughs> was emphasized. It was emphasized in a way that called her attention to that specific word flow. And then the messenger told her that God's people, God's people were using too much human energy, that there was too much scheming and planning, and that human, listen to this, and that human knowledge is a hindrance to revival. Now, if you've been through freedom, <laughs> the first week, I got pretty excited when I read about this story from the first week you're going to read and learn and be educated about human knowledge. And, and, and that human knowledge is a hindrance to revival. She was further told that revival would come when the spirit flows through the church. Nona then asked this. She says, well, what hinders the flowing of the spirit? She asked the question. Ten things that I'm about to give you is what the angelic being spoke to Nona Freeman, and I will speak them to you today. Ten things that stop the flow of God's spirit. They were as follows, and I'm going to give them as she received them. Resentment. Everybody say resentment. Is that one, is that, can you get, can you see how that would happen? Resentment will shut down the spirit. Bitterness. Criticism, just a critical spirit. Just if you, I know you can read them all right now, but just would y'all stay with me on it, because I want to amplify some of them. Criticism, just being critical. Y'all ever get a? Don't raise your hand. Do you ever get a critical spirit on you? Well, I do. Huh? I told my wife the other day. She said, "Nathan, what are you going to work on yourself in 2019?" I said, "I tell you right now." I want to quit being critical. You say, Pastor, what are you being critical about? None of your business. <laughs> but I can find something. I'm going to just tell you right now. I can jump up on me some critical stuff. Oh, get your halos off. <laughs> we can get critical. We can find fault with everything. Critical. It'll shut down the flow of the Spirit. The angelic being said, Judgmentalism, judging ourselves among ourselves, pushing, prying. It has shut the flow of the Spirit up in the church. Churches across America that have become judgmental-minded shuts the flow of judgmentalism through, through judgmentalism. And it's so easy to happen. And everybody in this room has found yourself there, just like the critical. You found yourself at one time getting a little judgmental, right? Lust. Lust. Every sin is categorized 
categorized in three areas, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the spirit, and the pride of life. Two of the three categories that every sin will be in, both of them have lust at the beginning of them. Lust of the flesh and lust of the eye. Lust will shut down the spirit flow of revival in a church or in a personal life. Is this, isn't this good stuff? I, I didn't, I'm just the carrier for this today. Number six, complaining. Complaining. Just always complaining. I mean, just, you don't ever want to ask them how they're doing. You're like, how are you doing? Yeah. Why did I say that? Because here it comes, just complaining, complaining, complaining. Everyone in this room has something right now you could complain about. But instead of your mouth being full of life, it's full of complaining. I'm not beating you up. I'm not destroying you here. I'm just saying this is what was given to her. Rebellion. A spirit of rebellion. I, 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 am, I am not going to flow. I'm going to fight against it. I'm going to come against. I'm, going to, I'm ready to put my dukes up and fight against what God's trying to do. Rebellion. Jealousy. Jealous, jealous, jealousy. Ambition. What I think it means by here is self-ambition. Everything focused about self. Self-ambition. It shuts down the flow of the Spirit. And then this is the way she wrote the last one, and so I wrote it just the way she, it was given. The desire to have a name of spirituality. What I took from that is this. Just Always professing to be so spiritual. You put your clothes on just like everybody else. You got stink. You got junk. Sometimes we get to church and we got little halos floating. But it's a self We holding up the halo in the back. It ain't no God halo. That's what I'm talking about. Self-professed spirituality. You start talking to them, oh, more spiritual than all of the other, just like the Pharisees. They were, the Pharisees went to prayer meeting. They were at prayer meeting. Praise the Lord, they were at prayer meeting. The bad thing, they're over in the prayer meeting going like this, Lord, please don't make me like them, they got issues. Eat up with spirituality, but when you pray that out loud, everybody else looks at you like you're spiritual and they get their eyes off of the junk in you. And so it's become to be a thing where I don't need the spirit. I've got this all myself. And so I, I, if I profess spirituality, can I just tell you something else? If you're really spiritual, you're just really spiritual. You don't have to, you don't have to walk around and on Facebook acting like you're holier than everybody else. You're just holy because God made you holy. <laughs> I'm having fun now, man. It's, nobody's clapping anymore. I, uh, I mean, you're just you're just holy because God made you holy. You're 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 in tune with God. I don't have to say, well, I prayed. 47 years, you know, and I'm more spiritual than everybody else. And 
He said, listen, listen, listen. He said, don't even, when you go to give, don't even let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. I don't have to tell everybody, well, you know what I did? The other day I started to get online and say, man, our church is giving outside of our walls $80,000, $90,000 this year outside of our walls. And I was about to post it, and the Holy Spirit said, no. And I'm saying, but God, this is not me. This is about the church. He said, no. Just do it. And as you're doing it, as you're giving, I don't have to tell everybody, boy, our church is more spiritual. Everybody else's church, because we're building a church in Haiti. No, just be, be spiritual. Be in the flow. Amen? Just be in the flow. Now, that doesn't mean I won't post pictures and say, look what God helped us to build and all this kind of stuff. But I need to make sure my attitude is right in the process of it or I will be desiring to have a name of spirituality and shut down the flow of the Spirit in the middle of looking like I'm spiritual. Is this good? Man, it, it's, it's, it just spoke to my heart. And so those ten things she said the Spirit spoke to her. She, she said that she was told that the Spirit... Would, would be made visible to her eyes. And what she saw in the next few minutes was a rainbow-colored light with the consistency of flowing water. <laughs> Hear that flow? As she beheld this, she then was taken in the spirit. And I know this is a stretch for, for folks, but just stay with me. She, be, she was taken into the spirit, into a service, a, a service atmosphere where there was preaching going on. And the preacher was preaching the truth and the people were saying, amen. But as she watched the scene, the angel asked her, do you feel the deadness and formality? And she acknowledged the deadness and then the spirit carried her into another service. The preacher was preaching the same sermon that the first preacher had been preaching, but this room had a difference. Light was pouring into the top of the head of the minister and flowing out of his hands as he ministers God's word. She told me that, she said then, she said that into this setting walked a man with a sneer on his face, and he sat in the back, and an older couple scooted over as this man with this sneer sat next to them. And he said in his spirit, you won't get me. And sat in the back of the room by this smiling older couple that made room for him, and as the spirit of God flowed out of this couple, this this water flowed out of this couple and from, from the, the preaching of the word. As the Spirit of God flowed out of the couple and encircled a sneering man who cried out, My God, I'm lost. And he fell to the floor and was filled with the Spirit. Nona Freeman said she saw that the Spirit was flowing in every direction from that church. It was like a, it was like a, a place. It was a source that the Spirit was flowing from every place from that church. That stops. That's what Nona gave, and now I pick up, okay? And that is this. I long. I desire. I believe it's happening, but I want even more of it. The long, I long for the Spirit to flow through me. And I do believe He is, but I want Him to continue to flow through me. Not for self lifting up or my name in the lights. I don't mean that. But for the sake of people that are hurting and broken, broken, I, I want him to flow through. But I don't want him to only flow through me. I want him to flow through the old couple sitting in the back of the room. 
I want them to flow through the young couple that are in the middle of their careers and life is moving in every way, but they, they do understand this, that I can't do it by myself and I need the flow of the Spirit. And when they step in, it's not about what I'm wearing or how I look or how I smell or how, how, how my kids are better than your kids. No, 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 no. It's, it's about what church is supposed to be about and that we step in and we feel the flow of the Spirit. And it radiates through us. And from this house, I'm claiming it from this house, amen, that from this house, from Parkway Life, and by no means this is the only house, but I want it to be one of the houses, that from this house, from the Spirit of the Lord would flow north, south, east, west, that the Spirit of the Lord would do its work and draw. He said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Jesus, in the middle of Lumberton, Texas, raise up a body of people that are hungry for the flow and want all of what God has. Would you stand on your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise, a shout of worship. He is worthy. He is worthy. He is worthy. Let that flow, Lord. Let that flow take place in our lives today. I long for that. Zechariah 4, 6 says this. It is not by might. Would you read it with me? Would you do that? It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Woo! Do you believe that? Yeah, I believe it.